Hi, everybody. This is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. We have a terrific segment for you. Bob Kudla and I have been communicating offline, and Bob Kudla from Trade Genius Academy, and we've been talking about some of the things going on with the economy, most notably the Fed, and we said, you know what, we got to get this out here. So this is, I wouldn't call it an emergency broadcast, let's call it an updated broadcast with new information where we're going to expose some things that a lot of people need to know and most aren't talking about. Bob, I'm glad you could join us. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, Dave. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, and hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, I did, and then same to you and your family, too. But, man, oh, man, I'll tell you, I'm really upset. And let me tell you why I'm upset, and I'll just kind of put this out as a starting point. Donald Trump got the inflation level down to such a low level, and here you got the feds doing something unprecedented, raising interest rates seven times, in a low inflationary environment, which is ridiculous. And now they've announced they want to do it five more times. And I, I just see this as deliberate sabotage. Um, how do you see this, Bob? Yeah, I, I see it exactly the same way. There's there's uh, there's no way they can justify it from an economic standpoint. And actually, from a historical standpoint, they've done this before. In, in 1938, and they... Uh, they, they brought the stock market to its knees. They, they put the economy back in recession after the Great Depression, and then they, they knocked 50% off the value of the stock market. And basically, the economy didn't recover until the uh, um, World War II happened, where you created you know, artificial shortages that created demand after the war. So, yeah, I, I don't know. There, there's something bigger at play here, and I think it's a... Uh, my own personal view is I think there's, there's a, uh, a war here between who's going to control the monetary function of our country going forward. I, th- I think we're at the end state here with the central banks, and and Trump is, you know, I think he's trying to gain control, and the, and the Federal Reserve is saying, we're going to take you down before you can do it. I agree, and it's it's kind of like the Federal Reserve is also committing suicide. I mean, isn't this bad for them, too? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think, you know, I hope I gave you this analogy before. It's like a guy who, whose tree is blocking his view, and he chops in, the, in his neighbor's yard, and he chops the tree down, but the tree falls on his own house. And I think, um, I, I, I don't think the, the Fed realizes that if they put this economy back into recession, there's very little sympathy from the public because they, they knew the bankers got a sweetheart deal last time. This time there's going to be it's going to be wholesale changes to a monetary policy done in the future. The banks are going to be in deep weeds. Well, the answer is to get rid of the Fed, but I know that's a pipe dream. Uh, so, what options does Trump have available? Because he can't control what the Fed does with interest rates, at least as far as I know, he can't. Yeah, well, you know, he can actually. Here's one thing that nobody's talking about that he absolutely can do. Look, he controls the mint. He could strike a coin, and he could declare the value of that coin, and he could turn right around and go to China or whoever and say, "Here's my 1.5 trillion dollar coin. I'm going to redeem your debt with this coin. I'm going to hand you the coin." And in one stroke, he can eliminate debt. At the same time, he he creates currency. See, what people don't realize is that. The Fed wants the monopoly on creating the currency because they want the flow of the, as they 
call it street parlance, the, the VIG, you know, they want their piece. Where if they go to the Mint, it's basically, they call it hot money, Dave. So you're, you're, you're injecting currency into the market directly and you bypass the Fed. And so that's one option that yeah. Trump has. The other one is already doing. He's, um, well, he's actually doing two other things. One is he's creating incredible fiscal imbalance. So he says, you can do whatever you want with your interest rates. By law, the banks must buy, the prime brokers must buy any debt I create. So he, he, he doesn't, Trump doesn't care. He, you, you have to eat the debt. I don't care what interest rate it is. I'll just keep, I'll just keep creating more debt that you have to buy and put on your books. That's freaking the Fed out. And the other thing is by closing off trade, what you're doing is that you create an internal, what's called money velocity uh, increase. And that'll create tax receipts and, and basically you obviate the need for the debt from the Fed. So I think, you know, I think those are the things that Trump's doing. I always laugh when people think he's an idiot. This, this guy is a master strategist. And, and the minute... The minute the Fed started ramping up the interest rates, Trump said, "No problem. I'm going to ramp up. I'm going to ramp up spending, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to ramp up tariffs. I'm going to close down trade." So his other one, his back pocket is is the current is the, the use use of the mint, which he has full control over. Isn't that kind of analogous to what Andrew Jackson did with the Second National Bank when he took the money out of the government's bank and put it into the Bank of Maryland? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you, that was that was going to be my thing. I think you and I talked about this before. He, that's who he 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 likens himself as Andrew Jackson, and uh, yeah, and, and and for the same reason, you know. And see, the other thing what people don't realize is that your listeners do because you've talked about this before, but most people don't. Is that the central bank, or the Federal Reserve Bank, is not a U.S friendly institution. Uh, yeah. It's really controlled by the European banking houses. Right, and, right. And, you know, and look, ever since we had the central bank, we've been in, we've been fighting every one of their wars for them, and we subsidize their, we subsidize Europe's healthcare industry, we subsidize their defense, you know, we, we subsidize their pharmaceuticals, and we create a trade imbalance. So, and the, and the bankers are pulling the strings from Europe, and Trillions of dollars were were given to them interest-free loans to get the, their bank solvent that we can't even get access to all the deals that they've done. So Trump, he, as a nationalist, is like, uh, no mas, You're, this is over. We're done. You're not doing that anymore. <laughs> and I think that's I think that's part of his play. I'm chuckling because it, you're coming at this from a different angle than I have this past week, but we're saying the same thing. Macron came out. Uh, and he chastised Trump for being a nationalist, and then he chastised Putin and China, and then he went on to say, we need a European army that'll take on Russia, China, and the United States. And I'm thinking, are you nuts? But you just defined it in a different way. This is the globalist versus the nationalists. Yeah, and I always laugh about the globalists. I'm like, okay, we're globalists. The Chinese aren't globalists. No. The, uh, the, the Russians aren't globalists. Trump's not a globalist. The only globalists are the Europeans. There you go. 
No, you're you you're absolutely care. right. And, and now they're talking. But see, they do have an army. It's called NATO. It just could be NATO without the U.S. Yeah, you know, and, and the only bad thing about it is that the Eastern Bloc is is actually wants to do it the right way. We're really talking. We're really talking France, and then you know Germany being pulled along, and and the uh, it's really France, Belgium, and the Netherlands. You know, and uh, well, probably not even the Netherlands. It's probably just French and the Belgians, and you know Luxembourg, if you will. That ill bringing Germany along, and then. And then, you know, partly England as well. But England's having their own internal economic civil war right now, too, to see who controls that country. But, yeah, it's the European. It's the colonial power. You know, I saw another article, if I could just segue, which is really fascinating, is because, you know, we got ourselves tangled up in the Middle East because Europeans need oil. They don't produce any on their continent. And then somebody else the other day mentioned um, online somewhere, they said, I, I hope... Europe doesn't embroil the world in, into a lithium war, you know, going into the new, uh, you know, the, the new electrified, you know, future of, you know, electric vehicles and bikes and, you know, so on and so forth, that they're going to try to pull their antics to try to get control of the uh, lithium because they have no lithium deposits in Europe either. So, you know, the Europeans, you know, are really, they're really in a weak position, you know, geography wise and, their only control is really the control through colonial means. And uh, I think, you know, that's yeah. being called out on them now. Interesting. And you're absolutely right the way you've reduced it, because it is really the Europeans or some of the Europeans versus everybody else that wants national survival. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting. And I'm, I don't know how you frame it, but I'm pretty much an isolationist guy. I think. <laughs> me I think too. Me too. You know, me too, Bob. For America to be entangled in these things, we don't even need to. We can look across. And I, I would rather put my efforts in, into a rapprochement with Mexico and bring them up to our standard of living, so we can end end the you know the one way street and and you know our effort to our southern neighbor instead of dealing with. Uh, trying to you know, entangle ourselves in Asia and entangle ourselves in, in, in Europe. Well, I think Macron's kind of telling us where this is headed. It's Russia and the U.S. looking to form an alliance, and maybe China will be dragged in by Russia, and they're going to be going against the European and the banking cartels there. Um, you know, I, a lot of people don't believe me when I say China could be, be on the side of the U.S., but I think they could come in on the side of the U.S. through Russia because they're so entangled with their energy and their banking industries. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, if you think about it, you know, it's funny. We created these these, these boogeymen with Russia and China, and these are two nations we really never had any kind of animosity towards. They, they seem to be conjured enemies, in my view. And so, um, you know, we were an ally in Russia until World War II, and then China, we fought on their behalf against Japan, and then and then we turned them both into enemies. So, you know, maybe some of this stuff will, will come out in the wash, you know, but uh, China and the U.S. need to work out some things, too, so they, um, you know, that we can have more of a, a level playing field with them in terms of, I guess, just the way we see the world so differently from each other. Well, I totally agree with what you're saying here. In fact, this is borne out 
by the fact that I know for a fact from my intelligence community contacts that Putin and Trump really want an alliance, but what's keeping them apart is this phony Russian collusion delusion investigation by Robert Mueller uh, with regard to the 2016 election, which is designed to keep them apart. It's the globalists that don't want the U.S. and the Russians to form an alliance. And now we're seeing fake news come out of Mexico where this journalist, <clears throat> excuse me, Alex Beckman, and I think he's falsely or wrongly reporting, <clears throat> excuse me, that there are Russian tanks in the jungles of Mexico ready to spring on the United States. And that's not the case. No. That Putin has been no. more than patient, and he doesn't want war. And uh, listen, we're we're right on the same path here, Bob. But but back to the Federal Reserve. Uh, I want to kind of go back over this again because we really went over it very quickly, and and I want my listening audience to really be, understand what what Trump can do. The Feds are raising interest rates in a low inflationary environment, which is contraindicated. They're wrecking the stock market. They're wrecking the economy. But Trump has ways to strike back. Can we go through and review those just one more time about what Trump's options are with regard to the Federal Reserve? Yes. Yeah, so um, what President Trump could be short of you know, declaring national emergency is that he has the power of the mint, so he could create he could create currency, and uh, and there's a lot of different ways we can he could do that. He could create a create a coin denominated any price he wants and he can retire debt with it. I love it. That, that, yeah, that would kill the central bank because they're based on debt. Yeah, yeah, they're all it, it, it is all debt and and it's uh, and that's you know they, they put themselves in their toll proof papers. And number two is that because the prime banks by law by law they must buy any debt instrument option from the treasury that's not being picked up by the private sector or a, a farming, uh, a foreign entity like you know China come in and buying our debt. So they have to pick up anything that's not bought by others. And so Trump, could, that's why Trump doesn't care about the deficit. He, he can care less. And he, to him, it's all funny money. He goes, look, the bank's got to pick it up. <laughs> At some point, you're going to blink, Fed, because you're going to have to take it off your bank's hands. And... Uh, and the other thing too is that the um, by by restricting trade, see, you have to when trade expands, you have to create dollars, okay? And the only way you created dollars was creating debt through the Federal Reserve. So now that we have trade collapsing, by design by Trump, um, is is that you don't need as many dollars, so you don't need as much debt. So that's the other way he's shortening the. Uh, of the scope of, of the Fed. And so some of the things that he could do, and then the last thing he's doing right now is he just, he, today he got up there and said, I'm extremely unhappy. There's very little I like about what the Fed's doing right now. And he's, he's making it very public for the, the American people to see. And the, the notion that the Democrats have the House is going to hamstring Trump on this regard is absolutely false because People on the left of the political spectrum hate the Federal Reserve for other reasons than Trump hates them, you know, because they know that that's a check on their ability just to create, out of, you know, out-of-control inflation like Venezuela. And so they're going to get very little sympathy, you know, the Fed will from the left at this point. 
point. So Trump has him over a barrel, and if we go into a recession, then all eyes are on them, and then he's going to say, well, maybe we need to change. Maybe we need to put some legislation in place here to uh, change what's going on here. So those are things he could do short of, of declaring some sort of national emergency or creating a constitutional showdown saying that the Federal Reserve Act is unconstitutional. Yes. Which he may do. <laughs> well, At some point. I think he needs to, but I think he needs to build up to it, too. Um, let me ask you this question, too, because this came out a few weeks ago and I reported on it. The Federal Reserve has announced they're creating their own cryptocurrency. Have you heard that? Yeah, so they're creating their own. Yeah, exactly. And not just them, all the central banks are are, are doing it ostensibly to create a, um, a more efficient transfer of funds but you know it's uh last thing i want is that the federal reserve tracking every transaction i do no no i agree but I, it could it be a lifeboat are they looking at this as an escape hatch because they're hurting themselves by their actions against trump by raising interest rates yeah i don't i don't know enough yet dave to to make that that conclusion i, I i'm more worried about more sinister things that they have in, in mind <laughs> with uh with the cryptocurrencies and they're trying to now having said that they all might be trying to do that to create some sort of reset you know because you know like in 1972 you know nixon took us off the gold standard basically we had a reset of the currency you know that's the reason why oil prices went up for 400 percent you know and they may do that with hey now we have this crypto dollar whatever and then wipe out all the old debt that's under the old dollar. That that could be a play too, but I haven't I haven't studied enough to form a conclusion. I just worry about having private bankers knowing every one of my transactions. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, I get it. I, I get it. But I just it, you know, this thing with the cryptocurrency and the Federal Reserve almost went unnoticed, and I thought this is potentially a very big deal. And, and I yeah. was kind of shocked that it didn't get more attention. But I hear what you're saying. We have more immediate pressing problems. We're, we don't need to worry about the lion in the jungle 8,000 miles away. We've got to worry about the guy that's trying to steal from us right in our face. Yeah, and, you know, going back to the, the, the rate increases, uh, I'm, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to, to put my uh, my foot out and say that this, this December is the last rate hike we're going to see. So there's there's no way they're going to get to March because I don't you know you and I talked about this earlier today is that you know you and I talked about three weeks ago we talked about you know, GE being in trouble and today right. GM's announcing massive layoffs in their auto market and it's not just the United States Germany's uh, auto auto sales fell by thirty five percent and so these interest rates are are starting to bite and they're biting. You know, in what's what I call a primary industry. You know, real estate, housing, autos are primary industries, and they're all getting they're all getting devastated by the increase in the the interest rate. And so, you know, if the Fed keeps going on this path, they're going to create they're, they're going to create an economic slide that that can only result in a pretty sharp recession. And there's no need for it. I don't understand their their thought process here. You know that it, it, wage inflation is getting high, which is such a ridiculous notion since 
almost 50% of our population is retiring on a fixed income. Right. And, and the jobs they're taking aren't jobs that are going to be demanding higher wages. They're just happy to get additional revenue. And so the people that would get higher pay is, is peanuts. And so it's just a ridiculous notion. And since Trump just blew up the oil markets by, you know, by the way, oil will go down into, into the 30s and 40s by the time this is all done, Dave. So, you know, he basically wiped out one of the biggest sources of, of primary inflation is energy costs. You know, he just, he just took a whack to it. And so any justification the Fed has is gone. And so I think, I think they're going to do December so they could stick a, a, uh, put a stick in Trump's eye and then try to sneak away in 2019. Uh, that's interesting to me that you say sneak away because I see the Fed being panicked. And, and let, let me share with you uh, a little historical parallel. Maybe it fits, maybe it doesn't. So this is what I'm going to put to you. If Trump comes up with some kind of currency, in other words, he goes into the mint and says, this is my 1.5 quadrillion coin here and all debts, public, private, credit swap derivatives, the whole thing, it's gone. It's wiped out. Isn't that analogous to some degree, to what John Kennedy tried to do with the C notes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The silver certificates. Yeah. So, um, no, for sure. That's exactly. That's exactly the 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 uh, the result would be, for sure. And uh, and and you know, and it, the bankers hate it because then they actually got to work for a living. And so, <laughs> you know, they did that practical lending. I like that they got to work for a living. Amen to that. Um, but, you know, I, I'm i one of those crazy conspiracy theorists that think John Kennedy was killed as a result of his actions as the president. And one of his actions that would have really ticked off the Federal Reserve was the silver certificates. It isn't Donald Trump. Lincoln, Lincoln, was, Lincoln was killed because of silver also. There you go. That, that's so, you're, yeah. you're going. You, you see where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, for sure. These these people are ruthless, and uh, you know, and and whatever reason God blesses with Trump, he, he just doesn't care. And I think the thing too is that, you know, I, I always give the analogy of the Wizard of Oz. You know, everybody's afraid of the Wizard of Oz because he seems so imposing and and unable to be beaten. And you know, um, Dorothy pulled the the curtain back and found out they're really not all that powerful. And I think Trump's doing the same thing. He just pulls the curtain back. And and people are like, okay, these are just men and we've given them this power that we never should have given them. And so um, that's what I think is going to happen, especially if something breaks economically. I, I just think the Fed, you know, um, I think they were extremely arrogant in, in their approach. They could have done this a totally different way. And I think their arrogance is going to bring them down. I hope that's true, but I don't want them to bring Donald Trump down the way they did John Kennedy. Well, me too, of course. But uh, but the, the road is on. I mean, the, the truck's on the road, Dave. So whatever's going to happen, it's in motion. With Russia, they try to take him down with every way, which way, shape, or form is just not happening. So, Trump may be the most resilient president I've ever seen. Well, and he relishes it. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I've never seen... I, I know, but I've never seen a president have so much thrown at him 
and yet he's able just to rise above it all. It's just it's astounding. Um, it, it really is. Well, okay, let's let's get down to what Bob Kudlow's doing. You've got a company called Trade Genius. So people are saying, okay, you guys are having this nice discussion. Are you putting your money where your mouth is? That's what my audience would think. So, Bob, let me put that to you. What are you doing with your company right now in the face of these changing times? And is this something the public should be paying attention to? It, oh, for sure. So, um, as you know, we, we talk every month. And, and ever since the beginning of this year, in fact, at the end of 2017, I've been begging people to, to start pulling back out of the stock market yes in general you were and 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 so that that hasn't changed we're going to go down for 2600 we may get a, a Santa Claus rally here into the year end but the stock market even if the fed stops the stock market is overvalued by a third by any measure you could think of so mm-hmm. it's going to go down by 30 40 percent under its own weight more if the fed keeps doing what it's doing so People need to lighten up if they're in stocks, and uh, and we could do a whole show as to why there's going to be pretty sharp correction. It's because of the way the indexes are created and the central banks have been buying. So that's number one. We could just begging people to do that. And then number two, where do you go from there? Is that um, our view is that the Fed will stop, or people are going to start turning to alternatives because you know not just the U.S. Europe's in big trouble. Italy's forcing the issue over in Europe. And so I think people are going to migrate towards what we call non-bank correlated assets, which, of course, is gold, silver, precious metals, and cryptocurrencies. And even though there's been this big push down, they've, um, the, the, the waterfalls that you see in Bitcoin are absolutely contrived. I, I was telling my, my partner, I said, because I'm a gold and silver trader from old, and they said, this is the kind of stuff they did with gold and silver before it blasted off. You know, in 2011, they would do these waterfalls. And I said, there's a third one coming. And so would, don't be surprised if people see another big move. Look, markets don't naturally fall like that. That's somebody dumping assets on purpose to try to create an event. Yes. And once they watch that through, there's no sellers left. And once we get a, a, a you know, some sort of dislocation, you're going to see money flowing out of the banking system into the crypto assets, into gold and silver and the miners. And that's where we're positioning ourselves. And in addition to that, there's one that's really going to be economically insensitive is that there's 150 nuclear plants being built in China and India alone. And there's not enough uranium being mined to be able to fuel them all up. And you're going to see the price of uranium go from 8 to $12 where it is now over 100 And that means the uranium miners that are out there today, Dave, are going to, are going to skyrocket. And there's precedence for this. The last time it happened, you had uranium stocks go up four to 800%. So we're following those with our algorithm. And we're pushing out those buy signals so we can trade those until they get a sustained uh, upward motion. Same with the miners. Gold and silver, uranium, and then the crypto market. In fact, we've had a, a number of this nice trades. You know, we're net positive from September 1st to today on our crypto recommendations. 
that we push out for our subs, and the crypto market's down by 50% from September. So It's amazing. You know, so we're traders. Yeah, so we don't, you know, we're not sitting there just holding and praying. We're saying, hey, get in, get out, get in, get out, take your straight to straight. And I did a consulting today for a client, and he just said, I'm so glad I came to you because I've just been sitting, hoping, and praying, and I lost so much money, and I'm so glad I found you guys because now I understand what I need to do. And that's what we try to do. We try to help coach people up so they can see how to enter and how to exit. And then we get trade signals on top of that. And then you can get in trading rooms with other traders who are pretty successful and, and start making money again. Well, you know what fascinates me, too, about what you do? And I, you know, I've looked into this pretty extensively. But your computer software that tells you when to buy, sell, and hold, um, what's your win rate on that? Uh, well... Depending what it is, but we're clustered around seventy percent. Seven out of ten traders are winners. Wow! And what we're called is short swing traders. So you know we're in and out typically three days to two weeks on a trade, and so we try to make anywhere between three and five percent on any one of our trades. And our stop losses we try to keep around three to five percent. So any trade that we lose money on, it's not you know. Um, devastating if you will and so that's how we build it up and if you know if you make two to three percent a year i mean a, a week over a year you know you're that's north of 100 percent so oh, uh, yeah you're doubling your money that, you're, you know 60 50 60 percent a year that's that's typically what we've been what we've been averaging over the years and pretty reliable signal no it, it really no is drama. but you know what's amazing to me is how you're making money in a downward bitcoin environment that just is mind-boggling yeah you know it dropped 25 percent last week and within four hours there was a 10 percent and a 15 percent up trade so so they're out there and the nice thing about it, our algorithm tells us tells us the signal we just get them and we just pass them on so you know our software does the work and the thing is that people would like to know is that we actually create the signal on software that they can manage themselves too. They don't have to just wait for us. So it's available to them on software that they can then use to trade things that we may not be following. So, you know, we give signals and we also give the software indicator right on the PC and they can, they can use it for their own trades that they want to follow. Pretty cool. Well, you know, the Fed has to hate people like you. <laughs> for many reasons. <laughs> no, but Bob, I'm serious. I mean, you're you're going at it differently than Trump, but you're kind of doing the same thing. You're saying we don't care what you do with the market; we're going to find a way to make money on it. And and the Fed has to be really ticked off at that. Yeah, there's a bull market, and there's always a bull market, even in the most dire situation. You just have to find it and trade it. And and these are available for common people, so it's not. We're not finding anything exotic. All the things that we trade are, are uh, public companies and a lot of liquidity and and safe in the sense that they're real companies. You know, so it's not like we're doing penny stocks or any of that. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff of substance and value. I agree. Well, okay. So people are going to be writing to me. So you're going to save me some uh, uh, elbow grease here. And they're going to say, okay, I liked what I heard with Bob Kudla said. I, I agree with his economic uh, analysis here, and I'd like to know more about Trade Genius, and, and can I make money with them? So can you address that for a minute to the listening audience before we close? 
Yes, yeah, so you go to tradelikeagenius.com, and Dave, you know, I didn't get a chance to offer your audience uh, our Black Friday special because you and I talked in the beginning of the month. Yes. And so for your audience, they can go to tradelikeagenius.com, and we put the fun Black Friday bundles up for them, and they can just go on there, and before Friday midnight, they can take advantage of our, our Black Friday specials. We This is the best pricing of the year. This is usually when we drop our prices for you know, for, you know, the Christmas holiday. Sure. And so, like everybody else, this is great price, and and we have really good pricing. I mean, you, you make one or two trades with us, you pay for a whole year's worth of service. So it's priced really well. We're told that we are underpriced for what we deliver, and uh, we want to keep it that way. And then for the Black Friday specials, they're, they're even even more spectacular for, for somebody to use our services. So tradelikegenius.com. Check out the bundles. They have the Friday night midnight, and um, take advantage of the, the pricing that we put together. We offer a, a just trade signals. We offer the trade signals in the software. We offer a training room. We offer personal coaching. Sure. And um, and then we have the training classes built into some of the bundles too, so they can actually get free training as well. So we we, we offer a lot of choices for people and and chat with us call in email us and we'll be happy to answer any questions that people may have that's absolutely fantastic and so this is good for the common sense show now when they go to the site is that special embedded by being in the site or do they need a coupon code or what no we uh we just put it back up so they just need to go to the site and um and and they'll, they'll just see it automatically and they just can go ahead and select the bundles they want and it'll mm-hmm. go through, or they can just hit the chat button, or call us, or hit email, and and talk with one of my sales guys. Well, okay, the, the fantastic stuff. I mean, uh, listen, I, I'm hopeful from what you said now about Trump can negate the Federal Reserve by doing certain things. I love that, but I also like how you're taking these trends and you're turning into money making opportunities for people. I mean that's fantastic as well. So trade like a genius.com is the place to go and you have until Friday midnight to get involved with this and this is for the common sense show listeners, viewers and readers only. So Bob, good stuff and I really appreciate you coming on and updating us on what's going on. No, Dave, thanks for having me and I really appreciate it and uh hopefully I can talk to you before Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. We will. We'll set that up because uh, we got to find out how retail's doing. That's going to be the be- next next big test for our economy. I think is how the retail market's going to do here at the holidays. I agree, and the Fed will have their meeting by then too. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, we were going to end on a high note, but you had to bring in the Fed. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking with Bob Kudla, and he comes on as you know many times during the year to update us on economic trends and i'm telling you you really need to take advantage of what he's offering here because there's really no one else out there doing exactly what bob is doing and i hear from his people that sign up who follow our show and they're telling you there are people out there making real money in real time and it doesn't take much time to do the turnaround so again trade like a genius.com and go donald trump kick butt on the federal reserve bob kudla thanks so much for joining us look forward to talking to you again Thanks, Dave. Have a good night. Good night.